Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Haystack Nation. I'm your host, Jesse Cias, and I'm here with Vanessa Cias. Hello. And we got a couple of guests here in our studio. Very lively guests. We're going to introduce them here in a little bit. But uh, this ought to be a little interesting. Not a little interesting. This ought to be a lot interesting. <laughs> I want to thank everyone for joining us on this uh, another episode of Haystack Nation because we know we have a, a few listeners out there, a few new listeners. So if you're listening for the second time, third time, fourth time, we welcome you back. If you're a first time listener, um, thanks for finding us and joining us. And I just want to remind people to just reach out to us once in a while. You know, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram, and um, we also have an email, haystacknation at gmail.com, if you want to reach out to us and share something with us. Share your uh, name. <laughs> share something. Share something. Your, something personal. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but if you do have a story you want to share, uh, maybe how God's working in your life, maybe your church is doing something, maybe you're involved in the ministry and you want to really share that with other people, uh, we do have a growing audience, and so you can get your ministry out there, talk about it, share it, uh, share how God is working in your life, through your church, through your ministry, to bring others closer to Him. So we want to hear those stories too, so... You can email us. You can find us on Facebook. You can message us. Um, we just want to encourage some interaction with everybody out there. And again, we just thank you for finding us and joining us. Today is going to be a little bit interesting. As I mentioned a little bit earlier, we have a couple of guests here. And uh, we're going to talk to them for just a, a few brief minutes and they're going to share with us about their Sabbath and share with us uh, what they've been up to <laughs> today. Today is Sabbath. And we have Elijah. Hi. And we have Evangeline. Hi. And they're going to just briefly talk about how their Sabbath is going and what they did today in Sabbath school. And just a chance for them to share with everyone, uh, you know, what uh, Sabbath is like from their point of view. <laughs> So let's start with Elijah. And of course, Elijah and Evangeline, uh, they are our children. This is completely unscripted. Very much so. This is very unscripted. We have no idea how this is going to go. Or what's going to be said. We didn't really rehearse anything other than just yeah. some real basic rules. <laughs> so, sad. so we'll see how this goes. So let's start with Elijah. So Elijah, we were talking a little bit earlier about, you know, what you did in Sabbath school. And you want to share something with us about what you did in Sabbath school. So... Why doesn't he uh, say what what grade are you in Sabbath school? Oh. First grade. You're in first grade Sabbath school. Yeah. Who's your teacher? Miss Celia. Miss Celia, yeah. And you've got some other helpers in there too, right? Do you like your Sabbath school? Yes. Yeah, you like your Sabbath That's school? That's really true. That's really true? Yeah. Yes. Do you like your Sabbath school, Evangeline? Yes. Who's your teacher? Miss Ruth and Miss Sarah. Oh, you have two teachers. You need two teachers for s class your age. Yes. I would do, because it's funny. Yeah, I can be. Okay, so Elijah, let's uh, talk to us a little bit about your Sabbath school today and what you learned in Sabbath school or what you did in Sabbath school. This. Yeah, don't be shy. Get up to the microphone so we can hear you. This is a purple cloth that represents um, Jesus 
us dying on the cross to save our sins. That's very good. And what else do you have there? Uh, it's a shell that represents um, God's creation. Oh, okay. And so the purple cloth, which is really soft and velvety, I guess that, uh, since there was that purple robe, right, that Jesus wore when, uh, or they put on Jesus right before he was uh, crucified. So that reminds us of his, of his death, right? Yes. That he died for us. And then the, cl- the shell that you have, that's a pretty shell. Where did you get that? Did they give it to you? They gave it to us in like a little green bag. In a little green bag? That's pretty. And so the shell represents what? God's creation. God's creation. You mean that bag right there? Yeah, that bag over there. That's right. Oh, I didn't see it. That's okay. Yeah, thank you, Evangeline. Um, Okay, so what else do you have? You have the 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 shell that reminds us of his creation. I have these little shiny crystals. Mm -hmm. They look like little smooth rocks, right? They're very pretty. And they represent the new Jerusalem when we get to heaven. Oh, very nice. So Jesus died for us, right? Yes. The shell represents creation. Yes. Can God create us new again? Yes. He can, right? And then he's got a new place for us in heaven, right? Yes. And one day when he comes back to take us home to be with him in heaven, and the little, the little jewels or the little polished rocks represent the new Jerusalem, right? Yes. That's very pretty. Well, that's good, Elijah. Did you did you do you like your Sabbath school class? Did you enjoy it today? Yes. You did. All right. So we had one little guest uh, tell us about his Sabbath experience, um, Elijah. And do you like Haystack Nation? Yes. Do you like being a part of Haystack Nation? Yes. It's my exciting, f- isn't my it? My favorite, my favorite Haystack Nation video is a soccer camp. The so- that was, that was a good one. Thank you for of uh, the plug-in. <laughs> thank you for making that. Uh, thank you for that advertisement, Elijah. And uh, so we've asked you to be a part of Haystack Nation before, but this is the first time you've actually been interviewed, huh? Yes. Yeah. Do you think you might try this again? Yeah, but this is not my first time in like an actual video. Oh, yeah. It's not your first time. But it's your first time being interviewed by, by dad, right? Yeah. Okay. So I hope it was a good one. Hope you enjoyed it. Yep. Yeah? Okay. And, Huh? I was in the soccer camp video. You were? Did you like that soccer camp? Yeah. Was it fun? Yes. What did you learn? A lot about using your feet for soccer. A lot about using your feet for soccer. Yeah. That's how it's played. And and, and then, of course, um, uh, Elijah, we want you to be a part of Haystack Nation even as you get a little older, right? That'd be fun, right? Yeah. Maybe one day you can take over for Dad. That could be cool. <laughs> You get more involved. We're going to get you more involved. Do you think other people should listen to Haystack Nation? More like the whole world. The whole world should? They should. Thank you, Elijah. So we had a... So as Elijah's over here talking, we have Evangeline who suddenly exits the the uh, the set up here and takes off. I don't know where'd she go. Sorry, I went to the Denayu train oh. flat to show you all will present. Oh, okay. Because you're, you're going to talk about your Sabbath school, right? Yes. So okay. That's thank- why I was running into the largest room, seeing the blue bed, and turning around so I can get the train flat out. Okay. Thank it you for like thank you for bringing that. You're welcome. I know. I thought she was gone. Like <laughs> <laughs> run off to watch yeah. and take the bath. Yeah. So te- okay. So <laughs> oh, so since Elijah had his little, you know, he had his shell and his stuff. stuff so Evangeline felt she had to go get her stuff too. Okay. That's what it was about. <laughs> I thought, man, was this a bad show? 
<laughs> she ran away. <laughs> okay, Evangeline, tell, tell us about your Sabbath school. What did you do in Sabbath school today? So, well, um, at draft time, we always made the draft after the stool, but you have to make it after. And so mm-hmm. today we made the Ukraine flag, which is, which is blue and yellow. It is blue and yellow. Let, let, let me see your drawing. Wow, that's a pretty flag. You did that? Yeah. That's pretty. Serious. So what's happening in the Ukraine? Do you, do you know what's happening in the Ukraine? Well, um, they're fighting like, you know, how Dwayne used to be in the Ukraine. And so he went to go help people. And I'm going to help the Ukraine with Miss Ruth and Miss Sarah. That's right. We'll talk about Dwayne in a, here in a little bit. But you're right. They're fighting over there. And people are needing, you know, they want to find Jesus too, right? And so we're going to earn money to give the Ukraine to do, do you train money so they can buy food and clothes? Oh, that's very good. That's a very good thing to do, right? Because a lot of people there are, are needing that stuff, huh? And maybe they left their phones at their home and, and they need new phones to buy. Maybe. Maybe that too. So we're, because, you're, they, because maybe they need to call their wife to say something. Maybe they do. Maybe they need to call their wife or their husband or their family, right? To say something. Say, hey, I'm okay. Or maybe just say, hey, you know, we need some help, right? That's true. Yes. So what, what's your class going to do um, to raise money? Do you know? Well, we're, we're just going to help the youth run by giving them some money to do all of the projects they need. Yeah, okay. So I think, the, I think Mommy was saying that you're going to, everyone's going to make some artwork and they're going to um, auction it, right? Yes. You're going to sell it and raise some money. Um, I don't know about that, but yes. You don't know about that, but yes. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> this is kind of awkward. Thank you. Th- yeah. Thank you, Eli. It's not Eli because this is dumb for real. All right, guys. Well, thank you so much for um, sharing your, your Sabbath uh, activities with us. I'm glad you guys had a good time at Sabbath school. And I'm glad that you guys um, <laughs> shared that with us. Sometimes with kids, you just don't know what they're going to say. But uh, you guys did a pretty good job. And thank you so much. Okay, now it's time for you guys to... I love to... you, Stagnation. Okay, thank You're the you. best. Okay, now it's, <laughs> now it's time for you guys to go and <laughs> do something else for now. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 Thank you, guys. Well, that 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 was uh, <laughs> for the most part it went well <laughs> until the very end there, where he kind of started. Well, I had my finger on the on and off button. Sometimes, like, do I need to shut it off? <laughs> Did you get that last part shut off? Um, I don't think so. <laughs> it happened too quickly. Yeah. With kids, you just don't know. Things happen too quickly. <laughs> you can't always. And since we don't really edit anything on this show, um, this is raw, raw, raw. Very, very raw. But anyway, that was, uh, what would you think of that? That was fun. I think they enjoyed being a part of it. And um, hopefully they can debut another day. <laughs> Make another <laughs> debut. I think, I think they deserve a little round of applause. <laughs> That's good enough. <laughs> anyway, so we want to, you know, so... Um, we want to just take a few moments today and just share, you know, just a few thoughts with, with everyone today. And we want to uh, um, obviously uh, make people aware that Dwayne was in the Ukraine. Um, our 
Haystack Nation team member Dwayne was uh, volunteered to go out with a group, the Gideon Rescue Company. And he'd been out with this group in the past when the, the tornadoes in Kentucky touched down and created some damage and devastation there. So he decided to go back and join them for, at this time, a little international trip to Poland is where they went originally. And then they crossed over into Ukraine um, after, after they landed in Poland. And so hopefully we'll ha- have him on soon and he can share everything that they did down there and how they helped all the people and the situation, of course, down in the Ukraine with everything going on with the war. Uh, it's a very devastating thing for the, fe- for the people there and the families there. And uh, he has definitely seen it firsthand and would like to share with everyone else, um, you know, how they helped out and how these people are just really looking for hope. I mean, they're being, they're being displaced, their families are being broken apart, and a lot of them are looking for a better situation for themselves and their families, for their children. And it's an opportunity uh, also to uh, share some good news with them and how Jesus wants to be in their lives despite the circumstances and the things that are going on and how God wants to make a difference. And he's using people. He's using his people to uh, bring some comfort and some encouragement to lift, to be a little uplifting. And uh, from what we heard from Dwayne, there was plenty of opportunities to do that. Some opportunities that just happened out of nowhere, really. There was no plan. There was no real script. And God just provided some things for them. So we're looking forward to that story here very soon. And uh, I think that'd be that'd be fun. Yeah. Yeah. Did you have a chance to talk to him? Did you? Um, no. Not yet? Not yet. <laughs> I mean. Just from what you hear here, here and there? Yeah. I mean, I don't, you know, Dwayne and I don't usually just like, hey, buddy, <laughs> catch up. <laughs> what? <laughs> You're not that close? <laughs> well, you know, I mean, I know I mean, Evanette shared some things with you. Well, I mean, usually if he is here without his wife, mm-hmm. you know, you guys are like two peas in a pod. So, um, and then when Evanette is here, of course, you know, I'm... Well, you you know, share with us what her side of things was like because she was here at home. And I know you uh, were very, you know, you're close to her and uh, she she was here with her, with the kids. And of course, mm-hmm. Dwayne is in the Ukraine with a very yes. unstable, unpredictable situation. Well, so I mean, what was that like for her, you know, just from your guys's? Yeah, because we, I mean, we did talk about it. I know it was very hard for her. Um, and I don't want to give too much stuff because I want her to be able to share her experience as well whenever they have, yeah. you know, when, they, when they're here. Um, but you were a support. Yes. Um, it was, it was hard for her because... Uh, you know, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, we we prayed, you know, that God would watch over Dwayne and the group that he was with and bring him home safely. Um, but, you know, I mean, when someone goes and puts themselves in that position, you know, it's just, it does create a little bit of fear and anxiety. Um, and then it, I know that it was also hard for her too, because at the same time, both of her girls got sick. Mm-hmm. No, yeah. <laughs> and so it was, you know, it wasn't just you know, all the worry and anxiety that comes with your husband being off in, you know, another country that's, um, in the middle of a war. Yeah. That's has a war going on, but on top of it, you know, she was here alone. She doesn't have family in Texas. Mm -hmm. Um, and both of her girls got sick, like one right after the other. So she was also dealing with that. Um, so there was a lot, but again, like I said, you know, I don't, I, 
I want to give her the opportunity to be able to um, express her feelings and her side. Yeah, Vanessa, don't um, spoil. Don't be a spoiler. Well, if somebody didn't ask me the question. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, just just so people know that there was two sides to yes. the situation. You have Dwayne off, and then you have his Evanette wife Evanette here, here with, yeah. the, with the girls and her family. And so that was a lot, but, yeah. um, you know, you were there to support her, and I think that was really important to her that you were there to kind of – someone she can talk to and reach out to, even though uh, we weren't able to visit her on a daily basis, but through text and phone calls and all that kind of stuff. I'm, uh, I, I believe she felt supported and very thankful that she has, uh, you know, her good friends. Right. So, wow, that's, uh, that's going to be upcoming. That's going to be coming soon in one of our future podcasts here. And we can share more of that story with you. So much going on this year. Um, changes and not just personal and family changes but changes around the world and it uh, does seem as if though you know things are getting things are difficult uh there's always challenges whether you know it's a war in another country whether it's the (laughs) gas prices in our country and the rising costs of everything and Mm -hmm. there's just so much going on and it feels like it's just you know, one year after another, after another. And it's like, since the pandemic and everything, it just seems like people are waiting for things to get back to normal. Yeah. <laughs> that hasn't happened yet. It's just it's, been like, um, yeah. is anything going to get better? Sometime? I don't think we'll ever get back to that normalcy. Yeah. It's, it's funny that we think of that, of, of, of two years ago as being normal. Yeah. Right. Uh, because we had challenges back then too, but nothing, what we're nothing like now. what it's been now. And so it's funny that you think of that you know, a few years ago, we think that that was, yeah, that's normal life. And so far in the last uh, two, three years or whatever, it's been not normal life. Yeah. So, <laughs> but maybe that's just a sign, right? God is coming soon. This world um, is definitely in trouble. It's always been in trouble, but it just seems like lately, I think a lot of people feel like something is going on and it's an opportunity for us as believers, as Christians, as Adventists mm-hmm. to start sharing that message. And representing. Representing. Mm-hmm. Being an example. Yeah. Right? The best that we can. Um, want to share. I always like to share a few quotes and funny things. A little icebreaker. A little icebreaker. Well, it's kind of late for an icebreaker. We've already broken the ice. Oh, yeah. Our, our children broke the ice. and. <laughs> <laughs> this time did it gently, a little more gently than I yeah. thought. But, um, you know, people have their ideas about religion and Christianity. And mm-hmm. uh, I just want to share a few quotes about what people say about religion and Christians. Uh, this is an anonymous quote. The number of followers you have doesn't make you better than anyone else. Hitler had millions. Jesus had 12. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> So just because you have a lot of followers doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean that you're a good person or a better person. True, true. Um, <laughs> so for those of you who have like social media accounts and you've got millions of followers. I know. That was just a funny comparison. <laughs> I know, right? Hitler and Jesus. <laughs> well, you know, when it comes to followers, right? Um, obviously, you know, Jesus just had the 12, but look at the impact, um, obviously, that Jesus had. Over the course of centuries and centuries, and uh, of course Hitler had an impact as well, but it was all for... Negative impact. I think negative is an understatement. Well, I know. <laughs> I mean, you're right, but... <laughs> but I know what you're saying. Okay. Uh, how about this one? Going to church doesn't make you a Christian any more than going to a garage makes you an automobile. 
Wow. <laughs> Guess who said that? Who? Billy Sunday. Um, so you can be completely, you can be in church and be completely useless. But you know what? That's very true. It is true. That is very true. I'm not saying it was wrong. I'm just. No, yeah. Just didn't you just think about that. Yeah. It's like, whoa. Yeah. Just because you're in a place doesn't make you. Yeah. Just because I'm in a hospital that person. doesn't make me a doctor. Right. <laughs> uh, very true. Uh, sometimes you're a patient in the hospital. And um, sometimes, of course, you go to church and you're not in the best uh, place either, but God can change that. Uh, Billy Graham said, a real Christian is a person who can give his pet parrot to the town gossip. (laughs) 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 Of course, suggesting that, you know, parrots mimic and talk about and repeat everything, right? Mm -hmm. That you say at home. So if you can take your pet parrot and put it in town gossip, that means you have nothing to really be ashamed of. Right. (laughs) Uh, Good thing we don't have a pet parrot. Um, That might be interesting. A lot more interesting than what just transpired earlier in the podcast. Um, Children are sometimes like pet parrots. Um, Yes, they are. (laughs) Be careful what you say. Be careful what you say because they're going to say it. (laughs) Wherever uh, there are people. And sometimes hmm, they're not, they have no filter. Um. The Bible tells us to love our neighbors and also to have love for our enemies, probably because they're generally the same people. Think about that one. Uh, Mark Twain said, heaven goes by favor. If it went by merit, you would stay out and your dog would go in. Oh, wow. (laughs) A little pessimistic there, right? Yeah. I guess if heaven's by favor, you better find God's favor. Otherwise, you know, your animal won't make it in before you do. That was his kind of take on uh, the whole going to heaven thing. Yeah. Uh, most people would like to be delivered from temptation, but would like it to keep in touch. Oh, wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> That's a pretty powerful one, huh? Yeah. Was... Lord, save me. But hey, keep in touch. You know. <laughs> We're all guilty of that. Oh, yeah, we are. Times. That's the thing about these, you know, we're all, none of us are perfect. And, uh, you know, we, th- th- this is many times these quotes just reflect the reality, even though it's not a very pretty reality, yeah. but where, where did you find this? What is it? These are just quotes that I found online about Christianity and religion. Just, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, who said this? See if you know this, this one, I like your Christ. I do not like your Christians. Your Christians are not, are so unlike your Christ. That was Gandhi. Burn. I know, right? Burn. Some of these are kind of like, ooh, wow. Yeah. Um, (laughs) Here's another Mark Twain. The good Lord didn't create anything without purpose, but the fly comes close. (laughs) (laughs) I think he had a fly problem. (laughs) Maybe. Um, The worst moment for the atheist is when he is really thankful and has nobody to thank. I like that. I know, right? Um, Nothing against atheists or anything, but yeah, I mean, you know. I'm trying to think, like, are they ever thankful? I'm sure there's moments where they're grateful for something. They're thankful for something. But you're right, like, who do they think? Themselves? I I would imagine they would have only themselves to thank. On the other hand, the Bible contains much that is relevant today, like Noah taking 40 days to find a a place to park. (laughs) <laughs> very true sometimes <laughs> um 
Oh, I like this one. This is George Carlin. You know who George Carlin is? He was a, uh, a comedian. I wouldn't encourage anyone to go listen to his comedy, but he would say these very, you know, quip things from time to time. He said, I was thinking about how people seem to read the Bible a whole lot uh, more as they get older. Then it dawned on me they're cramming for their final exam. Uh, so yeah, don't be cramming for your final exam. It's better to just uh, be consistent about your walk with God and about your Bible study. Um, I don't think it ever worked out for me when I try to cram for a final exam. I don't, no. So this it never worked out for me. Yeah, it never works out. So don't try it with your spiritual life. No. <laughs> but you know what? Many of us do that because we always think we got time. We got oh, time. Yeah. We've got time. He's not going to come. Yeah, right. Oh, he'll come later. I'll he'll come wait. Later. He'll he'll be here when I'm older, and I'll be a little bit more focused. Yeah, because I'll be in the nursing home, and I'll have plenty of time to think about yeah. it. Wow. <laughs> uh, how about this? This is, this is a, 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 a perspective one, okay? Maybe this world is another planet's hell. Hmm. <laughs> uh, Somebody no, was not happy. Someone was not happy that day, right. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe, or maybe just did, did not have a very good uh, outlook of in, in life. No man ever believes that the no man ever believes that the Bible means what it says. He is always convinced that it says what he means. Mm. True that, huh? Yep, true story. I mean, yeah. Sometimes we try to twist the Bible to make it fit into your fit life. into our decisions and our life and our yep. way of thinking. Mm-hmm. Um. I have wondered at times what the Ten Commandments would look like if Moses had run them through the U.S. Congress. <laughs> that wouldn't. Who, guess who said that? Who? Ronald Reagan. <laughs> Denied. Probably would not have been good. Denied. Right. It would probably added so much stuff to it. Um, okay, this is the last one I'll share with you here. The Christian ideal has not been tried and found wanting. It has been found difficult and left untried. Very deep. In other words, Christianity for some people is just too difficult, too hard, and why try it? Yeah. Right? So people have their ideas about religion and about Christianity, about even Adventists. And so we were we were talking earlier, right, about yeah. how do you explain your faith, your Adventist faith to other people? You know, because that question comes up often. That question comes up. A lot, sometimes in whether at work, sometimes, you know. I, well, when you're so different from everything else, people notice certain things. And so, right. yeah, you do get asked um, a lot. Like, so what's up with you? Yeah, what's your, what's your deal? What's, what's your, your deal? What's your problem? <laughs> well, I've never had somebody say that. It's like, oh, why don't you eat that? Or why don't you do this? Or why do you do this? Is it is it sometimes easier? Has it ever... Have you ever felt like it's just it would be easier just to go with the flow and just not have anyone ask you anything? Or do you just feel confident and good about your faith and you don't mind being different? Um, I think that throughout my life, mm-hmm. I've had those stages where, you know, when you're younger, you don't want to be different. Um, so it was easier to kind of just go with the crowd, keep your mouth shut, not say anything about it. Um, that way you don't get questioned and then you're like the odd kid, you know. Um, and then I guess as you get older or maybe your relationship with God matures a little bit more, you feel a little bit more confident 
um, in being able to stand for what you believe. And so then I think at that point, you don't care like what people think or what they see different in mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And then you're also, you also have that maturity to be able to um, explain, you know, yeah. um, your beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, I think everybody goes through that. I think it comes down also to your experience with Jesus, your experience with God and knowing, you know, I think the more you realize how much he's there, mm-hmm. how much he cares, how much he is involved in your life. Mm-hmm. And you see the things happening around you and within you mm-hmm. that confirm that faith. Right. Then you're like, you know what? I don't care what anyone else thinks, you know, well, because this is, this I mean, is you're right about that too. Um, but I think like I use, I right now what came to mind was like how you and I both grew up. Uh, we grew up in two different cultures. Yeah. And so, you know, I grew up in a public school setting, um, in a small town, a small Sunday Adventist church where my family was the only young family. I had no other support. And so trying to be able to, um, blend in with the rest of my school and my friends was, um, is what I chose to do instead. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, you know, you grew up in a, in a, um, Adventist community where you had that support. Uh, most of your friends were Adventist and you didn't have to always explain to people why you did things or why you didn't or, you know, any of that. So I think it, I would say though, when I was in high school, because I had to move to, from a private to a public point, school. You have you had yeah. already had that background that you felt confident enough. I I did not have that. But it was still, I think, for me, that confidence came through trying, you know, and because, like you said, I grew up mostly in a private school, as an Adventist school, and so everyone believed the same. We all went to church and. And None all of that. my friends knew who what Adventist yeah. Adventism was. Well, when I went up to public school, no one knew at all what it what right. ad, what Adventist was, and so it was the first time I was put in a position where it's like people would question your differences, mm-hmm. you know. So there was some discomfort with that, you know, because it's like I'm not like everyone else, and and I was more aware of it, like more very aware of it, like I am not like mm-hmm. everyone else. I don't talk and act and like like a lot of other students do you know I wasn't people could tell that there was a difference there you know and so there there was that kind of uh there was that discomfort and that self what do you call it the uh self-conscious you're kind of Mm -hmm. self-conscious about yourself Mm -hmm. And I think when you're, even though I was a junior at that point in, in high school, but I'd never been in an environment like that before. Mm-hmm. So that was a little trying, but I realized that, and there were moments where I had to kind of just say, you know, I was invited to play, you know, the sports and to play on teams and all this other stuff and to participate in other, you know, and I would say for the first time, I'd have to say, I'm, I can't do that, you know, or I won't do that because, you know, it's on Sabbath and yeah. give a little bit of explanation why. Mm-hmm. So that, that I mean, it, it was it was it was a little, you know, difficult at first. But then it was also a decision I made. I had to make that decision. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm going to stand for, and I don't care what other people think. So sorry, I mean to, you know, cut you off there. But yeah, yeah, rude. But um, no. But I think you also had the consistency. There was with that, your yeah. family, 
um, that consistency was not really existent in my life. It was on and off a lot, you mm-hmm. know, just uh, sometimes it would be, yeah, you can go to your basketball game on Friday night and Saturday in the tournaments. And then the next year it might be, no, we're not doing that. You know, it's Sabbath. And so it was very confusing for me growing up. So that's why I say it was just easier for me to pretend like um, I was just like everyone else because one year I could be like them. Yeah. The next, the next year, year you couldn't. I couldn't, you know. <laughs> and so. I'm surprised you're still, you're still a Christian and Adventist. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, when you go, like you said, when you have certain experiences in your life mm-hmm. and um, you still have that kind of, you know, you have that background of, uh, who Jesus is and what he's capable of and what he can do for you. And, um, and you've seen, you know, uh, that power, um, that, you know, that he's, or it just, even what he's brought you through, you know, it's just, it was a little bit easier as I got older to cling to that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so when people approach you, cause they see, you know, they notice that, okay, Vanessa's a little different just kind of weird. Not in a bad way, in a good way. <laughs> um, and they start kind of, you know, they kind of start My personality is not weird, just. No. <laughs> That's debatable, Vanessa. Well, you married me. <laughs> I like weird. <laughs> uh, but, okay, so when people approach you and they, they notice, you know, they, they, they've seen you, they observe like everyone does, and they notice, oh, Vanessa's a little different, you know, she carries herself a little differently mm-hmm. and they start asking you, you know, maybe they ask you like, you know, do you go to church? Do you, you know, what are you? What are you? What are you? I'm a human. <laughs> well, I think what kind I, of human are you? I think most of the time, like people don't really pay, like notice that. I think what, when they notice is whenever you say something about, um, you know, like sometimes I say we order lunch at work mm-hmm. and then I'll say, well, can you just take the bacon off? <laughs> That, 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 that's usually, that's like, you're right. That's, that's usually the, the conversation big, starter. Yes. That's usually like, why do you not like bacon? <laughs> you know? So most of the time it's, are you Jewish? Yeah. It's like stuff like that, that they notice. Or yeah. if they're like, Oh, we're doing this thing on Friday night. And you know, I'm like, Oh, well, um, you know, we observe our Sabbath from Friday night to Saturday mm-hmm. night. And people are like, what? Like, so that, nothing to do with how good a person you are. It has well, to do with no. the weird things that you don't do. <laughs> I mean, I think it's a little bit of both, yeah, you know, because, both. you know, people will be like, well, Vanessa doesn't talk like that, but it doesn't, it doesn't register with them. Like it's, you know, because, you know, she has like, it's connected to your right, spirituality to spirit- yeah. or your religion. It's right? just like, you know, you do have people who are like that. Another mm-hmm. thing is, um, alcohol, you yeah. don't drink and people, you Hey, know, come to happy hour after work. Right. And so, you know, that's another thing. But when you say, you know, um, well, I don't drink. Either they'll just say, think that, um, oh, she just doesn't it's, like alcohol. It, yeah. But sometimes you do get the questions like, why? Yeah, like that's weird, right? Right. Like not drinking is so weird. It What's re- wrong with you? <laughs> yeah, it really is. And people are like, give you that face like, <laughs> why? What's wrong? What do you do to relax in? <laughs> <laughs> right. What do you do for fun? Yeah. Um, so that, you're right. That, that usually is the thing that starts the conversations. That's usually the thing that starts the the questions, the questioning about, you know, your faith and about, you know, what, uh, what, what your religion is or where you go to church. And so that, that begins a whole interrogation. Yeah. 
<laughs> what? You don't eat bacon? Let's sit down and let's talk about yeah, this. You don't drink alcohol? I mean, those are the points that really get people. Yeah, it's like, what? Like, very eye-opening. So, yeah. what, what's your approach at that point? You know, like, what do you... Yeah, you know, how, 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 how do you well, respond? it just depends. Like, you know, you have some people who are just... They're just like, oh, really? Oh, okay. You know, I mean, when you just give them a simple answer, mm -hmm. you have some people who are just want that little simple answer, like, well, I just don't drink. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. That's cool. And then you have other people who are like, why do you, you know, um, and they just start asking a little bit more questions. And so it kind of just depends on who's asking you. And um, the other thing is, is like just knowing, like being, I guess, just knowing what kind of relationship you, with you, uh, yeah, you with have that with person, that person yeah. too. Yeah. So. Yeah, because that also determines the comfort level and yeah. how far you you you're you're gonna take it, right? Right. Or how far they want to go. Right. Uh, they want to go with it. Um. So, I guess you know, in my experience, I try to also keep things pretty practical. You know, in terms of when people ask me things like, for example, the alcohol, the pork, the meats, or whatever, you know, and then you start explaining to them, yeah, I I, I don't do, you know, I don't eat that, or I don't do this, I don't do that. And then sometimes even the, you know, so they ask you, so what, what religion are you? Yeah. And I'm like, well, I'm Seventh-day Adventist. What's that? Yeah, I've never heard of that. Never heard. Of, is that a cult? <laughs> <laughs> and some people do have that, have yeah. that idea that Seventh-day Adventist, well, or, or maybe they've heard of Seventh-day Adventist, but they're like, so yeah. what exactly is that? And so, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty, um, <laughs> so at that point is where you kind of feel, um, all right, I, I better, I, you know, I, I want to. I have a response for this, you know, or I want to engage the, you know, the person in yeah. that. And so they, they start asking you all these questions about, well, what do Adventists believe or, you know, what's, what's different? What's the difference between that being an Adventist and being, mm -hmm. you know, well, a Baptist because, or whatever. And like I said, it kind of also goes back to um, who your audience is at the same time, because, mm -hmm. you know, I do have some people who just want to like nitpick to find something wrong. Mm -hmm. um, and then I have some people who are just, you know, genuinely curious because they've never heard of Adventism. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it, it's just... Have you ever gotten mocked for being an Adventist? Oh, yeah. You have, huh? Oh, yeah, yeah. Tell me about that. Uh, well, what's funny is the person who did it was a nurse that I used to work with, and her best friend was Adventist. Oh. <laughs> I know, it's funny. But <laughs> Wait, she, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad but, thing, okay, but so I can see how nurse, it could be. This nurse, though, yeah. we were friends. I mean, we are friends, um, but we no longer work together because uh, we're at different facilities. But... Um, the thing is, she always used to do that. So she would always like, I think she would try to embarrass me because, mm -hmm. okay, so I work in an operating room. The operating room is a whole different world. Anything and everything um, goes. It's like no boundary, <laughs> no, no limit. There's no boundaries. There's no, HR does not exist. <laughs> um, and then if anybody who works in the OR, you know what I'm talking about. So this nurse, she always used to, um, when they would be talking about alcohol or something, she would always like, oh yeah, Vanessa doesn't do it because she's that crazy Adventist or whatever. And the thing is she knew about Adventism because um, she, one of her best friends is Adventist and she was from Sweden. She moved to the U.S. and they were nurses together at a facility and they've been best friends ever since. And they still fly out to see each other mm -hmm. and do all this stuff. She's been to Keene. She knows, you know, all the stuff. The friend She's is been to the Mecca, right? Pretty much. <laughs> but, you know, it was just, I think, her way of trying to make me uncomfortable mm -hmm. in those situations because then everybody's like, what? 
and it gets everybody's attention that's in the OR. And so, um, kind of yeah. crazy religion are you, you know? Oh yeah. Or, I mean, it was always random and, stuff. And, and of course, like I said, the it. OR is like the, sometimes the worst place to get that attention because everyone's going to throw everything at you. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I have been mocked by it for that. Well, <laughs> but you've, you've developed this kind of rhinoceros skin, right? Very, very thick skin <laughs> where I mean, you, you kind of know, you know, I kind of know what to expect. Yeah. Yeah. And it, I mean, it doesn't bother me. Yeah. Yeah, I just knew that it was just it was just her personality, and she just I don't know why, but she always felt maybe like she, she was just uncomfortable. It could have made her uncomfortable. Made her uncomfortable, you know. I mean, but we were still friends, mm-hmm. you know. It was just I don't know. She liked to do that and call. And maybe it was God's way of witnessing <laughs> through you. <laughs> maybe because I didn't get crazy. <laughs> Who knows how many people after I went? Oh, well, I'm gonna go see what the Seventh Adventist is all about. What what is Adventist? Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. But. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you never know. But um. Yeah, so, I, I, you know, you, you, like you said, you kind of approach things depending on the relationship, depending on the person, depending on how, how far they want to go with it. Right. But you know, the usual things come up, right? Like the diet, right? We have a different way of, of eating. The, the, you know, the, the tricky one is, for me, has been where you start explaining certain things, and then the person's like, I know anatomists, but they're nothing like that. I have not. You well, know? actually, you're right. You know, like I know an Adventist, but they drink and they, yes. you know, do this and I they do that and they eat all these meats. And, and then it's like, uh, then it puts you in an awkward <laughs> position. Like, then you're like, well, that's a bad Adventist. That's not an Adventist. Adventist. That's a bad Adventist. <laughs> yeah. I have been put in that situation too, where they're like, oh yeah, you're like so-and-so. And I'm like, yeah. And they're like, well, they come out for happy hour and drink. Why don't you? And like, then uh, it's like really uncomfortable and awkward to have to like, well, it's like, what do you say? Do you put that person down? Right. You know, or do you make yourself seem like you're better, better than them? And yeah. So it's like, well, you know, we each can make our own choice and that's what they choose to do. And I just choose not to do. These yeah. Things. And it's also an opportunity to also share a little bit more about, you know, why, yeah. you know, within Adventism in general, yeah, you know, there's a message uh, there's a it's not um, like god wants us to not have fun right you know, it has nothing to do with that you know we started talking um, about how god wants to take care of your body because right. you know he's created you and so there's opportunity to share a yeah. little bit about the belief about why yeah. we follow these certain right and again rules. that depends on who you're talking to mm-hmm. and how much they actually really want to know yeah and then i've had all <clears throat> walks of uh, mm-hmm. people asking and have you gotten a little bit more comfortable now with when people ask you, do you feel like uh, now that you've had those experiences, if someone were to ask you something, you, you, um, you're you like, eh, you know. Yes and no, because like I said, most of the time when I get those questions, it's in the OR. Yeah, that's a pretty and hostile place is, sometimes. It can be, and you can't walk away yeah. because you are in a case, and it's not like if things get uncomfortable, you're still there for like four and hours. And it's not like you can be distracted, right? Right. <laughs> So, <laughs> so you have to like keep focused because you're obviously in surgery right? and you know, they're asking you these questions and you're trying to like yeah. focus on what you're doing. But at the same time, they're asking you these very personal. Yeah. And very, and sometimes very in-depth questions that doesn't require one simple little answer. It's like a little bit more in depth. Do they realize and that you're the one with the instruments that can take a stab at them anytime? <laughs> Well, I'm just kidding. You wouldn't do that, of course. But I'm saying, you know, <laughs> you can really mess things up for them. But um, it just know. because then it's like you've got the whole room's attention at that point. Yeah. Because if somebody's asking you a question 
And then that leads to another question and then another question. So Do you ever have that scenario in your head where like all the lights go off and the spotlight's on you? Oh yeah, I start sweating. <laughs> I mean, I already have a gown and gloves and everything, so I'm already hot. But it, then when everybody, you notice everybody's looking at you waiting for an answer, uh -huh. it does get uncomfortable. And like I said, you're stuck there. Yeah. And um, I know I've had one instance where I um, was talking with one of the surgeons and I made a certain comment and then he was asking me about it. And then he didn't quite, I don't think he quite enjoyed um, my response to that. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it made him uncomfortable. And then the rest of the case, it was very uncomfortable. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I offended him. Like he did not um, agree with what I said. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well, you asked me the question. I mean, I didn't say that, but in my head, I'm thinking, well, you asked. Yeah. And you wanted to keep going in yeah. deeper and deeper. So here we go. Yeah. And you're you the know. kind of person that doesn't, that you don't sugarcoat things once it gets down to that, you know. That if you want to be that forward and that direct, then I'll be direct with you. You know, I'll be at your right. level. So, I mean, I do still have moments where I do get very uncomfortable. <clears throat> yeah. Um, but most of the time, like I said, it's in my work setting where yeah. um, it's just the focus is like all on you. It's never just a one-on-one -on -one conversation. Yeah. That's, uh, that's definitely challenging, but um, wow. We all, so we all get put in, in positions sometimes where we have to share yeah. something about our faith and as Adventists, sometimes we so, we have to know that we are different we have to know that there are some things that we do differently and be kind of ready to have a, a proper answer an appropriate answer for those mm -hmm. for those occasions okay so what do you tell people whenever they're like well what's Adventist don't ask don't ask that's what I tell them don't ask do you really want to know <laughs> sometimes I have said do you really want to know or you just want the simple, you just want the simple, like, you know, the simple answer, you know, whatever. And, 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 and sometimes they really, when I say it that way, they're like, well, I really want to know. Yeah. Like, okay. It intrigues them. It intrigues them a little more. Yeah. So then I, I kind of tell them, but it always starts at a practical level level for me. Oh, you know, yeah. I, I start with the practical stuff. Uh, and then as they ask more questions about the practical stuff, like maybe the, the why behind the practical stuff, yeah. then you start kind of diving a little bit more into your beliefs do you ever feel like when you start explaining and diving in deeper, like, man, we do sound a little crazy. Yes, that does cross my mind sometimes. <laughs> it's like, wow, this is, that, you really start feeling different. Yeah. Like, and it's like. Like in your thinking this, process. This, this person thought a few minutes ago I was completely normal. Now they're thinking I'm like a complete wacko. Yeah, um, I've had that. Yeah. Well, sometimes, because sometimes their line of questioning goes into. Into something deeper. Into something deeper, into they, something theological. Right. And you're thinking to yourself, oh, surely this person knows the Bible as well as I do, or they've read the stories. Mm -hmm. And then you start realizing like, they don't. oh, they don't know that So now story. you're looking like a wackadoo. So now you start looking like you're a crazy person. Yeah. You know, uh, but, but I've realized that obviously that's going to happen because. There are many people out there that say they're Christian, but don't know the scriptures. They, they don't know the, mm -hmm. the, the substance behind the scripture. You know, they, 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 they know all the, the nice verses. They know all some, some things, but you start getting down into the belief. You start getting down to the yeah. substance of the faith. And it's like you, you realize uh, these people don't, don't know this, yeah. you know. I've and then a lot of those moments where, you know, I've been caught in conversations and I'm like looking at them and I can see that they're looking at me like, yeah, like, and I'm like, oh man, I totally forgot these people don't, they don't believe the same thing. Like they don't understand, mm -hmm. you know, um, and trying to explain that to somebody who has no idea is so difficult that I start feeling like, oh man, I do sound so weird and crazy. <laughs> like, am I sure I'm not a part of a cult? <laughs> <laughs> and, but you know, but, 
but then you remind her and then but then you realize that you know hey this is what faith is mm-hmm. i mean f- faith is very different you know faith you know you start realizing that i am different and not in a superior kind of way it's not because you're better than you than anyone else but you realize that your faith has uh it leads you down a different way mm-hmm. and then you start realizing that yeah there is a way of the world and then there is a way of god and they're two different they're yeah. two different ways and yeah. and so you I, I guess it just dawns on you right that oh my gosh i am uh what, what, what I believe, what I've learned, what my experiences have been with God are so different from what many people experience in their faith and in Christianity. Mm-hmm. Um, but it can be a good thing because then you start explaining to people why. And for some people, it's like, oh, I've never thought of it that way. Oh, yeah, I've had that. Too. You know, so it's it's it really is a good opportunity, even though you may have that sense that this is awkward and weird and I look weird. But then for them, it's like it's, a, it's such a different perspective in a way sometimes it actually hooks them a little further yeah you know and they and, and then and they start getting a little bit more theological about things and then they're like you know i just never saw it that way or i never i never saw that in the bible i never saw that in scripture and it's happened to me with especially like topics on death and hell oh yeah that's a big one yeah that's a big one because you start you know people ask well what do you believe about death yeah you know you believe you go to heaven like, well, it's not what the Bible says, you know, it's not like you, you die, you go to heaven, you know. And so you start explaining that. And I've shown people, you know, some scriptures where, you know, it says the, death, the, the dead know nothing, the living know they shall die, the dead know nothing. And, right. and, and then they're like, I've never seen that before, you know. Or I've never thought about it, you know. Or I never thought about that. Um, because the big thing about that is when they're like, well, your loved ones are looking down on you. I mean, that's how you, you know, they go to heaven after they die so that they can watch over you. Mm-hmm. And then you start trying to explain, like, well, that seems like a very sad thing. Like, if your family is, is in heaven and they're looking down on you and either you're suffering or you miss them so much, it's like, why would heaven's a sad place then? Yeah, if right. they're If they're having to see things that are happening to you um, and other loved ones, um, then heaven's not a it's not a, a happy place to be. Or be without you. you yeah. Know? I mean, it's just, and people are like, never thought about that like I didn't think about that I just you know it's just it's something we always tell we've always been told and that we tell our children that when someone dies they go to heaven Mm -hmm. and then they are watching over you and it's um I've had moments where I'm like explaining something or where we've maybe we're in the OR here's another OR you know we've talking about death and um I forget that people don't believe the same thing we do about um about death. Yeah, the state yeah. of the dead. And so, like, I'm looking at them like, why would you think that? <laughs> and it comes out, and, I, and then I see their face, like, they're wondering, why did I just say that? Well, you mentioned one of the doctors that you work with one time was, they had dealt, uh, you know, and they had dealt with uh, a close friend or family that a had child. lost a child. Yes. And so they're, they're, they're trying to explain to their children, you know, like, oh, you know, they're in He's in a better place. He's, he's getting to, you know run around and not be sick anymore and he's getting to play soccer all day and they made it so wonderful that their children are like well i want to go to heaven right now right which is the most logical response right right which is this logical but then when when the her when her children responded that way then she was like she had she's like oh man i'm painting (laughs) this beautiful picture of heaven which it is but they're wanting to leave right now they want to go with him because they were young children and they want to be with their friend. They want to see him. They were sad that he passed away. And, the guy, and it's almost like encouraging death. 
Right. You know, and, and that's what she was saying. She, you know, she's like, I, you know, I was pretty much promoting heaven. Like, here you go, here, kids. <laughs> promoting death to get to heaven. Pretty you much, know? yeah. And it's like, but you know, then it makes you think about, well, that that's kind of that doesn't make a whole lot of sense, right? That right. that whole that, you know. So, same thing with hell. You know that uh, you know we don't believe that there's a right now a there's burning hell where people are being where there's a fire and people are mm-hmm. burning to death. Right, and so that catches sometimes other Christians off guard because mm-hmm. they're like, you don't believe in that. Yeah, it's like, why not? You know, and then you start. But you going know, a lot scripture. of people still don't even. A, even a lot of people don't even know what to believe about right. that. Well, like the Sabbath, also. I mean, yeah. another another big one that comes up because you know, obviously that, and that's one of the practical at the yeah. practical level. It's like, well, I don't go to I go to church on Sabbath. Yeah, that's Why? like a, that's like the number one answer. Anytime yeah. people are like, well, what's different between you and any other um, religion or yeah. whatever? Oh, so are you Jewish? Yeah, well, you get mm. that too because no. we go, you know, yeah, because we go to Sabbath or go to church on Saturday. Um, forgot where I was going with that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying that people, you know, then they start asking, well, why don't you go to church on yeah. Sunday? You know, why do you go to church on Sabbath? If you're not even Jewish, so yeah. why do you, and then, you know, and then you have a chance to kind of explain to them what the Bible says about the seventh day and the Sabbath but and worship. you know worship. what I always get told? Huh? I always get told, well, it doesn't matter as long as you pick one day. It could be any day. Well. As long as you do, as long as you, um, and this is funny because they'll say as long as you, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I wasn't going to say like, keep it holy. It's like the worship on it. Yeah. Well, but it also, it doesn't just involve like us just going to church. Like, you know, cause a lot of families, what they do is they go to church and then they, um, have a lot of other activities in the evening. Mm-hmm. Not um, just in the or, evening, or right the after church. So maybe they all go to lunch at a restaurant or whatever. And you know, I mean, everybody makes their own decision. Cause I know that happens in the Adventist world. Too. Oh, sure. And it's happened to us sometimes. I mean, not, not like, we're traveling and we need a place to eat. And yeah. So it's know. not like God saying don't eat. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry guys. You didn't pack yeah. your lunch or you didn't whatever. Right. Um, we've had, you know, we try not to, I mean, that's, I yes, mean, that's we really the, try not yeah. to, but there are instances where, you know, that just happens. Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> so, you know, people have the, again, you know, to your point is that the, the way we observe Sabbath observe. is very different that's than right. the way people observe Sunday, yeah. you know, um, and that's another thing that you kind of explain to them. Well, and it's kind of funny because when you do try to explain to them, it's like, you know, God said to rest that day yeah. and they're like, well, you know, we we're they're catching up on, on all the other stuff. So they're going to lunch They're They have to go shopping because they got to get something for some event or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, like we truly observe the Sabbath, mm-hmm. like from sundown mm-hmm. Friday to sundown Sabbath. Right. Not saying know. that we're just like sitting at home doing nothing. You know, uh, we we podcast. Uh, we you podcast. Know. <laughs> Let's use this as an example. You know, our kids have adventures or pathfinders. Um, there's a lot of ministries that uh, to get involved are, with. That are getting involved that you get involved with on Sabbath. Um, you know, or even just going. I mean, even having fellowship with other uh, Adventists on that day. There's nothing wrong with that. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, so it's not like, I think it's more focused around God than what we need to do mm-hmm. because we didn't get some errands done the rest of the week. Right. You know, right. During the week. It's really a, truly a, a day of observance and realizing, you know, um, being thankful for everything God, you know, for bringing us through another week. Mm-hmm. Um, well, and then the, you know, like you said earlier that people say, well, as long as you have a day, well, that didn't, day. that didn't work out for, for Cain and Abel, did it? <laughs> you know 
Right. I mean, because you, and then the they're sacrifice. like, well, who, who, yeah. who's that? Well, yeah. <laughs> well, let me take you to the story <laughs> yeah. of Cain and Abel. You know, you have Again, Abel. Again, know your audience. <laughs> right. You have Abel who brought the sacrifice mm-hmm. that God, you know, commanded. And then you have Cain who decided to bring his own thing. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever, you know, he wanted to bring. He felt. What he felt was worthy. the right thing right. to bring and yeah, was worthy. And uh, God accepted Abel's sacrifice, but not Cain's, and was very direct with Cain as to why. You know, he, you know, Abel did what was commanded, and you didn't. You know, so obviously, when God commands something, you know, He's very serious about His command. And don't forget, the Sabbath is a commandment. You know, it's not just that we just pick the Sabbath because it's a tradition, or because the Jews, or because whatever. It's because the Sabbath was it was instituted. At creation, and it was set aside as a holy day, as a day of rest, you know. Yes. And so you, you know, you share that with people, and that's why it's not just why well, just pick a day and whatever, right. you know. But when well, you, that's when, why we are Bible-based Christians, right? And that's very true. A lot of people say they're Bible-based Christians, but once you get into the 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 whys and the reasons, it's like you start realizing, like, well, this is hmm. like your little thing at the beginning, your little uh, things where they were talking about. Um, making things, I guess, fit into our lives. Yeah. Or, I guess, the words from the Bible, fitting them into our lives. Yeah, or giving it our own meaning versus taking the meaning for itself, right? What the Bible says and saying, you know, this the the Bible says what it means Mm -hmm. um, versus we just twist it and make it our own. Um, And there's a whole history behind Sabbath and Sunday and all that kind of stuff. We're not going to get into all that. But, you know, that's... Once you get into the reasons of why we do certain things, and we always go back to scripture, Adventists always go back to scripture and show in the scripture where and why, and mm-hmm. you know, give the reason. So, um, and uh, just putting this out there, we are not condemning anybody who you know is listening to who thinks that we're talking to them because I mean, it happens in the Adventist world too, oh, yeah. So, and we're just going based off, you know, of what God tells us in the Bible and, um, and from our personal experience and, uh, sure. you know, what, how God has opened our eyes to his word and, um, and we want to obey it. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I'm glad you said that, Vanessa, don't want to come across as offensive. No, and, superior and, I didn't, and, and that's my thing. I didn't yeah. want it to feel like that because yeah. I mean, even if, I mean, as Adventists, we're not perfect and you have, Adventists who participate in these things and, um, you know, that's their personal choice Mm -hmm. and it it is everybody's personal choice, but it's also comes with God's conviction and maybe they're not convicted of that. Um, and we're and I don't want it to seem like, well, we're better. It's just that God has convicted us on these certain topics and issues and we're willing to do what God has asked us to do. So let's end with this. That's a good way to end this. Um, James talks about what is pure religion? What is true religion? And this is what we should all aspire to when it comes to our Adventist faith. You know, it's not about being better, superior, having all the answers. By, by no means, it's none of that. It should, it should never be, we should never have that mindset and that attitude, right? And, and I don't. Paul always don't. encourages us, be in the mindset of Christ. So that's, that's really the mindset. But James also says this, James chapter 1, uh, towards the end of chapter 1, he says, If anyone among you think he is religious... And does not bridle his tongue, but deceive his own heart. This one's religion is useless. Mm-hmm. That's a good quote. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then you go on to say, pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, to visit orphans and widows and their trouble and to keep oneself unspotted from the world. 
That's all. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> Mic drop. But, you know, that's, that's really what God wants us all to be in the mindset of service, mm-hmm. serving others, being unselfish, watching what we say, being thoughtful, you know, holding our tongues. You know, don't be so always. And I think sometimes it, within the Advent circles, we're very opinionated. You know, we come across as too opinionated. And we forget that we're dealing with people with different backgrounds, different experiences, mm-hmm. you know, different stories. And, right. and then so we, we have to also keep that in mind, you know, is that we're, we're dealing right. with relationships. Yeah. I was like, know your audience. Cause know it, your audience. it is when you're having these conversations, you need to, first of all, you need to know how you can talk to these people. Yeah. And second, your relationship with them. Yeah. Yeah. And if you, because lose, you can definitely rub somebody the wrong way. Definitely. And so you really do need to know what your relationship is with that person. Even if you have that truth, right? Mm-hmm. And, and, and but you can still give that truth in such a way that is right. tasteless or turns people off. And then, mm-hmm. and then what good is that truth? Right. You've wasted it. Mm-hmm. You know, don't waste truth. Yeah. Use it wisely. Wisely. <laughs> and don't have, don't be a part of a useless religion. You know, make make your Adventism, make your faith uh, something that people look at and want to say, I want to be like that. Yeah. Hope we you can do that, be Vanessa. Like Haystack Nation. Yeah, I want to be like Haystack Nation. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to be like Haystack Nation. <laughs> we have a long way to go here at Haystack Nation. God's still working on God's still Haystack work- Nation. Yes, he is. And the people involved. And the people involved. We are not perfect. Oh, no. By no means at all. No. No. Although Dwayne's kind of perfect, but, you know. (laughs) Just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I Uh, like Dwayne. They're just being just Do you really? Do you really? I do. Well, yeah, we all love him. And next time, hopefully, we'll have Dwayne and Evanette here. And they can share you know they, they, they i know they have a lot to share i know they've been wanting to share we just uh just can't Our quite get together haven't been able to work out yeah but we'll be all back together one day thank you all for joining us on another podcast episode of haystack nation we'll just see you here next time god bless <laughs>